From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. This is the Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, welcome aboard. It is uh, four minutes past the hour of 9 p.m. on Wednesday night here on the East Coast of the United States. And you know what day and time it is wherever you are listening to the Steve Malzberg Show right here on uh, TNT. Um, Nicholas Giordano, uh, Professor Nicholas Giordano, political science professor and host of the PAS uh, Report, podcast will join us at the bottom of the hour. I know uh, some of you, um, I put out that he'd be with me at nine, but uh, he will join us at um, at about nine, well, bottom of the hour, I should say. Uh, in the meantime, I, I want to start, and there's lots of reaction to what we talked about last night at the top of this show, which was just breaking when we came to air, and that is, of course, the Colorado Supreme Court decision that would ban Donald Trump from being on the ballot for the Republican primary, even write-in votes, nothing, okay? Lots of people, everyone is weighed in on that uh, it's in the 24-hour period since uh, we, we told you that news. But I want to start with something. And this is very, <laughs> th- these are three different women that I'm going to play for you. Unfortunately, the first one is a heartbeat away from the presidency. The first one, if jo- if Joe Biden drops out, Theoretically, she would be the nominee. I don't think they'd ever let it happen. I don't know how they'll talk her out of it, but theoretically, and if God forbid Joe Biden has to resign between now and the election, she's the president. If he wins re-election and she's she's his vice president, if he doesn't make it through four years, which he never would for, I mean, I just can't even picture he'd, he'd finish next year out. I'm not saying he's going to die, God forbid, but I just don't think he could finish. She'd be the president. So my point is this woman, has a pretty good shot somehow of at least for a little while being the president of the United States of America. Now we've played her saying and doing and cackling and you know, oh, I love Venn diagrams. Oh, don't you love Venn diagrams? I like the, you know, the three circles. I just love Venn diagrams. Oh, I just love school buses. Did you ride on a school bus? I just love school bus. I mean, and 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 that's that's not even the worst of it. That's those aren't word salads. Those are those are insane kinds of outbursts. Her word salads are worse. Her word salads are like she's a a, a junior high school kid who has to meet a, a number of words as a requirement in a in an assignment, and she just rambles on and on and on and on. This is the woman who could be president of the United States of America. Okay. And um, so I just want you to hear the latest. This is the latest. How many times have you said, have I said, this next election is the most important election of our lifetime? How many times have you said that? I've said it often. And I mean it every time I say it, especially it's surrounding a presidential election. It just so happens it keeps happening. The most important election of our lifetime. Okay, keep in mind, that's what, that's what a normal person would say. That's what anybody would say if they were a topic and, and they believe that. Keep that in mind as you sit back and I hope cringe and listen to this woman. This woman who, who tells stories like she's, a, 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 again, in the fifth grade, sixth grade, junior high school, like she's talking to, to little, or she's a, a, couldn't be a teacher, but like she's a teacher talking to kindergartners. And then even this, wow. Uh, here is cut 257. There are a lot of critical issues at stake. And, you know, every election cycle, we talk about this is the most election of our lifetime. Lawrence, this one is, this one is, we are literally talking about people who are attempting to divide our country in the most crude, frankly, and profound way. We are talking about those who are intent and purposeful to, to attack 
fundamental freedoms, be it the freedom to make a decision about your own body, the freedom to love who you love openly and with pride, the freedom to be free from fear of violence and hate, the freedom to just be, the freedom to just be. These freedoms are all at stake this year. The freedom to just be. The freedom to just be. But that, that wasn't even the worst of it. The worst of it was this is the most election. The most election? The most election? Not the most important, the most relevant, the most, you know, uh, uh, the, 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 one with, the one with the most um, uh, consequences. This is the most election? What is that? What language is that? What, what is she talking about? What is, what is, who, who says that? Have you ever heard that? I've never heard that. What, am I missing something? Has time passed me by? This is the most election. What is that? So this woman, <laughs> this, this intellect, not is a heartbeat away from the presidency because in my view, Barack Obama told Joe Biden, made Joe Biden pick her because she checked some boxes, even though she couldn't get ballots checked when she was running in the primaries back in 2016. She was like the first one out because nobody voted for her in the primaries. And she called Joe Biden a racist at a debate. And Jill Biden reportedly hates her guts or hated her guts. And still Joe Biden picked her? That's who he decided to pick? Baloney. Wow. Not to mention the, the story she stole from Martin Luther King Jr. from a Playboy 1967 or 8 interview with Playboy, where she put herself in the story as Martin Luther King Jr. Please. Okay. So that's, that's that. She's the problem. Because the next two women aren't going to be president of the United States. But we've never played a soundbite from Mary Trump. Mary Trump is Donald Trump's niece. She despises him. She despises Donald Trump. Okay. And she has her own podcast or something. Who doesn't? And she was reacting to the Colorado Supreme Court's decision. And just, I, I, I guess there's a reason we never played a soundbite or I've never been interested in what she's had to say. But I, I listened to it and I said, Wow. Wow, maybe she should be vice president. Here's cut uh, 249. Fabulous news today from the Colorado Supreme Court uh, who ruled that Donald Trump, yes, Donald Trump, the insurrectionist, anti-American, anti-democratic, fascist, who for some bizarre reason is leading the Republican nominating contest by 50 points or something is not eligible to be on the ballot for the Republican primary in that state. This is amazing news. Yes, it's going to go to uh, the United States Supreme Court, but if they are able to read English, they should concur with this decision. Just remember how many little mini bottles of ketchup Donald Trump is throwing at the walls of Mar-a-Lago. And spare a thought, please, for the people who are going to have to clean, clean up after him. What? What? How many little bottles of ketchup he's throwing? Uh, again, you know what? As little sense as she made, doesn't she make more sense than Kamala Harris? <laughs> doesn't she? Doesn't she? Wow. Okay. Now we go to Kimberly Guilfoyle. Remember Kimberly Guilfoyle from Fox News? I believe she used to be married to Gavin Newsom, the current governor of the state of California, who might wind up running against Donald Trump. Well, Kimberly Guilfoyle left Fox. She is engaged to be married to Donald Trump Jr. And here she's talking about the civil trial involving Donald Trump, Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump. And she's like, putting out a plea to the Trump lawyers to um, get her fiance and future brother-in-law off, which is kind of questionable phrasing, phraseology to begin with. 
but uh, it, it's just it's just so weird. It's just so weird. Uh, but again, the question is: Would she be a better vice president just from the sound bites than than <laughs> than Kamala Harris, who is talking about the most election ever? <laughs> Here is Kimberly Guilfoyle, uh, cut two twenty nine. We want to build a big tent, you know, and we need a big tent to fight against the arrogance and the hubris of the Democrats, the liberals and those who have weaponized our justice system and our government agencies. And that is for sure. So you're preparing the briefs. You guys are getting everything ready. Be back in court on the 11th, you know, for closing arguments. Just a little favor here. If you can please uh, get my uh, fiance and his brother off, I'd really appreciate it. Really don't want to have to... (laughs) I'm going to have to support Junior for the rest of his life. Oh, my God. What is going on I'm with the sparkles? It. <laughs> that was so crazy. What's the sparkles? Oh, you know what? I, it's that iPhone thing. I think you give a thumbs up. It like thinks it's 4th of July. Maybe it is. Oh, that's hysterical. Oh, my God. I think that was just like an omen, a sign that good yeah, things that are here God's to come. Right there. They're going to say we're like witches now. Bewitched. And we're like, <laughs> you should be worried. Maybe it's true. Anyway, you're the absolute best, babe. Huh? <laughs> Don't raise your finger. We'll have more. We'll have I know. More I don't know what's going on here. It's like very interesting. I know. There you there go. Those two. Uh, well, she's, a, you know, my sister from another mother, a total fighter and a class act and one hell of a lawyer. And I got to tell you something. When you got Haba in your corner and on your side, I like your odds. Okay. <laughs> and what was that sparkle? I don't know. It's like when you are on, when you're texting someone and you put congratulations, you know how it pops and all the stuff comes down. I never saw that on whatever, Zoom, Skype, whatever they're using. I have no idea. Okay. So again, as seeming as Kimberly Guilfoyle was there, um, wouldn't you still say that she's more qualified than Kamala Harris to be, you know, from a point of view? I'm not talking about political experience, which apparently, based on the way Kamala talks, Means nothing. How she got the political experience, we could only guess. Check the right boxes. Check the right boxes. Wow. Are we, are we in trouble? Now, speaking of being in trouble, President Joe Biden was headed to the helicopter on uh, 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 Marine One uh, on the White House lawn. And remember yesterday I shouted a, a question with it in it like a high voice, like a female voice. I thought it was a female voice. Uh, Mr. President, what are you doing? And, and, and so you're going to hear that person do that right now. Joe Biden being asked about what the Colorado Supreme Court did. And instead of saying, instead of saying, you know, what the court did was outrageous. You can't have the court deny someone the right to vote for a candidate. A man who, if the polls were correct and the election was today, would win the presidency. You can't have a court arbitrarily decide to kick him off the ballot. But Joe wouldn't say that because Joe's Justice Department is trying to put Trump in jail at the same time in many different cases. So how could he say it? But just get a load of all this. You ready for Joe Biden? This would be cut 251. self-evident. He saw it all. Now, whether the 14th Amendment applies, I'll let the court make that decision. But he certainly supported an insurrection. No question about it. None. Zero. And uh, he seems to be doubling down on about everything. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. That's what he always said. Anyway. Um, Anyway, did you you know that my son died in Iraq? so that's a terrible answer. That's a disgusting answer. And we'll let uh, Nicholas Giordano weigh in on that answer, among other things, when he joins us in a few minutes. Um, but it, it, it's, 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 just, it's just so bad. If there's no doubt that Donald Trump was involved in an insurrection, no doubt about it, evident, just, it's, so, it's just self-evident. It's, it's, then how come he wasn't charged with it? 
How come with all the things they decided to charge him with, basically infringing on his freedom of speech, you know, this, that, listening to his lawyers, all these far-fetched things, if it's so obvious that he was part of the insurrection and encouraged the insurrection, then why wasn't he charged with it? That's a good question. Thank you. I'll take the I'll t- <laughs> I'll take the compliment. Um, all right. So that 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 that's where we are with with this. And there was so many, as you might expect, those on the left, you know, tried not to jump for joy while supporting what the court did. And those on the right uh, said, basically, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Now, let's go to. um uh, Kate Baldwin, okay, uh, Kate Baldwin had um, on CNN, Democratic Senator from Delaware, Chris Coons on, and guess, since Biden's from Delaware and a Democrat, guess where he comes down on what the court in Colorado decided. Gee, here is cut 253. It's a striking ruling. I think it is a plain reading of the text of the 14th Amendment. Uh, I'll remind you, this provision of the 14th Amendment uh, was written to prevent uh, those who were part of the Confederacy who took up arms against the United States in our Civil War from returning to federal elected office. Uh, But there was a finding by the court in Colorado looking at the evidence that former President Trump participated in an insurrection. I was here on January 6th. Uh, We had an impeachment trial for President Trump after the events of January 6th. I think it's undeniable, in my view, that he participated in an insurrection and as such should be disqualified from holding federal office. This will be appealed, I assume, to the Supreme Court. And whether they take it up and whether or not they rule on it will play a critical role in the shape of the Republican primary electorate. I'm confident Joe Biden will be reelected regardless of which Republican is on the ballot, but this could really shake up the Republican primary. <laughs> shake up the Republican primary. It, it's just, it, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. There's no way this U.S. Supreme Court is going to allow rogue Supreme Courts, um, you know, to, to, to decide that Donald Trump committed, uh, participated in an insurrection. Again, Biden could say it's obvious that there's no question, there's no doubt. Coons could say it's obvious, there's no question, there's no doubt. But again, the Justice Department, the special prosecutor, no, individual state uh, attorneys general, nobody has charged Donald Trump with what this court said he did. So how do you, how do you reconcile that? How do you reconcile that? You know, at, uh, who was it? And I think we'll play the bite a little later. Ron DeSantis basically said that and said, um, so do we now rule? Does a court now rule that Joe Biden can't run because he's allowing millions of illegals to cross the border? I mean, you know, do, 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 so does a court wipe him off the ballot? I mean, I guess they could. I don't know under why. Maybe they could. Maybe they can't. But anything's possible if this is possible. Anything. And it's just it's uh, it's it's very, very sad. Very, very sad. Now, also on CNN, um, this is the uh, former um, uh, Department of Homeland Security chief, um, the former Homeland uh, Department of Homeland Security secretary, Jed Johnson under Obama, uh, weighing in on this. This is cut 252. Secretary, I was struck last night by the number of Democrats who was texting back and forth with who said you can agree on the merits and still agree that this is a dangerous path to go down based on January 6th, based on what we've seen uh, with Trump supporters, with kind of the direction of politics in this country. Are they wrong? Well, um, the concern from a political point of view is that the decision and the provision in the Constitution is somehow anti-democratic. In one sense, all eligibility requirements are anti-democratic because it means there are certain people who you might like to be president are ineligible to be to be president. And this was a duly enacted constitutional amendment. It is still valid. It is still a valid provision of the Constitution. And it has to remain in force and we have to enforce it. We have to adhere to the U.S. Constitution. And that's what these judges in the Colorado Supreme Court have done. 
They've adhered to the Constitution. They've adhered to the Constitution, Article 14, Section 3, by declaring. And by the way, they went back and looked at what things Trump said in public uh, going back to 2016, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So it's not just that one speech uh, on January 6th. When he, you know, when he said, go to the Capitol peacefully, he said peacefully. No, they're going back there. They put everything together. They, they put together a case against Donald Trump in their minds. And, uh, and, and that allowed them to weigh in when I think 13 other courts had previously said no, no. And the guy's not been charged with it. How could you say he participated and is guilty of, uh, of a crime like that? when he's been charged with other crimes, but this would be the most serious, the most symbolic, and he's not been charged with it. But you, the four Democrats on that seven Democrat court, believe that he did because you believe it? I mean, you, are you investigators? Are you, I mean, I, it's just, it just makes absolutely, absolutely no sense. Now let me go to Joe Scarborough because Joe Scarborough, um, surprised a lot of people surprised the folks at newsbusters and uh, surprised me here he is with a question uh to um to uh, mara gay new york times editorial board who came up with a real real answer which you're going to hear in a second uh here is cut 240 well let me see something here uh 240 oh okay Okay, da, 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 da. let's go to 245. Let's skip 244. Let's go to 245. Here it is. Margay, what do you what do you say to the um, to the Republican candidates' argument that this should be the voters should have the say and not the courts? Why are you standing with Confederates who betrayed this country? And this is what they're standing with is the spirit of those Confederates rather than the Americans who came together after a long and brutal civil war that was fought to keep the Union together uh, and saw, clearly saw a threat in ex-Confederates running for office, so much so that they amended the Constitution to prevent those traitors from running for office. That should send a message that our election system, our electoral system, can be used for nefarious purposes against the democracy right. itself. It's clear. Uh, it's clear as day. Clear as day. So she goes back to why that clause, uh, the 14th Amendment, Section 3, was, was put in in the first place, going back to the Civil War to prevent people who, part, who fought, you know, fought for the Confederacy and led the Confederacy um, and, and to serve. And, and so she, she just doesn't see any difference. She doesn't see any difference. Clear as day. New York Times editorial board. There she is. <laughs> what a shock. What a surprise. But Scarborough, from his question, seems to not agree with her and then he puts the same question in a different way to david from uh this morning as well and this is cut 246. Uh, D david david from so the question is um who who is the finder of fact that donald trump uh committed uh, insurrection um we we of course all believe it I said, okay, Mika, you don't have to dart your eyes around. I was like... You don't have to dart your eyes around. I said on January the, the 7th, Donald Trump should be arrested and, and tried and, and sent to jail. But the question is, uh, under the law, due process under the law, do judges randomly decide that he's an insurrectionist? Or do people on cable news shows decide he's an insurrectionist? Or does he actually have to be convicted of insurrection by, by federal prosecutors? Look, these, these Republican candidates are all willing to fight for the silver medal. They're all willing to fight each other. But they will not stand up to Donald Trump. They're too scared to fight, and therefore they are too weak to win. Okay. Okay, that, that really didn't address the question. Nonetheless, you could tell by Scarborough's question. He's saying, doesn't he have to be convicted of this crime? 
to, 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 to use the crime as a reason to keep him off the ballot when he's never even been charged with the crime? So good for Joe. One more from Joe. This time he's addressing uh, uh, George Conway. Um, I like to think of him as uh, Kellyanne Conway's former husband. Anyway, here is uh, cut 247. So, uh, George Conway, let me ask you, uh, 14th Amendment talks about someone who's committed insurrection against the United States uh, Constitution. Who is the finder of fact of that? Uh, People on cable news? judges in Colorado, or does it need to be a jury in Washington, D.C. that is hearing a case on whether uh, Donald Trump committed insurrection against the United States Constitution? Well, as a good uh, longtime member of the Federalist Society, you have to look at the text of 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 the constitutional provision. And the constitutional provision says nothing about convictions. They could have easily, when they wrote that provision, said someone convicted of insurrection cannot be held, cannot be, cannot hold public office. Mm -hmm. It does not say that. And so what that means is the courts are free to determine on their own, you know, based upon, you know, valid judicial processes, um, what is an insurrection and whether the facts meet that. And what are valid judicial processes? What are valid judicial processes? The court could decide what the court decides for any reason they decide it. I mean, they, you know, they, they could say because, 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 uh, they can, you know, but well, how do you know that those, those, uh, those, those, uh, whatever foundations or procedures were followed? Any court. How do you know it would be followed by any court? You don't. A court is free to decide and make a decision they could make a decision without comment okay so this is just ridiculous all right we're going to take a break when we come back uh we'll be joined uh by um as i mentioned uh, nicholas giordano and uh we'll get uh, get it straight from him and i uh, can't wait to hear what he has to say about all of this uh right here steve malsberg on tnt when the world's endangered animals need help most when their lives are at greatest risk they would otherwise be lost. The International Fund for Animal Welfare is there, taking action to rescue the animals we love, to protect them and their threatened natural habitats. But the danger to animals the world over is growing, and the need for your help has never been more urgent. On land, you'll help stop poachers from threatening and killing elephants and big cats for the illegal wildlife trade. In the oceans, you'll help rescue dolphins, whales, and seals from deadly hazards. And you'll help rescue, rehabilitate, and release vulnerable animals when disasters strike. Here at home and around the world, we can't do this work without you. See how you can help animals and people thrive together at joinifall.org. Military families often sacrifice precious time away from loved ones while serving our country. And for those with children, the separation can be especially difficult. We were worried that with him leaving, that she would lose those connections with her dad. Some of life's best moments happen between parents, children, and the pages of a good book. United Through Reading provides that connection. You can watch your mom or dad read a book to you, and it almost feels like they're really there. We ensure they remain a consistent, meaningful part of their children's lives, no matter the distance. Just seeing Jacob recognize daddy again after a long time just melted my heart. And now, as we're facing greater isolation from our loved ones, United Through Reading is also available to veterans. Learn more about United Through Reading and download our free secure app at unitedthroughreading.org. Today's News Talk Radio. Come on, let the man talk. We never censor our hosts. Good. Now, talk. Uncensored News. Today's News Talk Radio. TNT. All right, folks, welcome back. Uh, Steve Malsberg with you, and uh, very happy to uh, welcome in, as I promised, Nicholas Giordano, professor, political science professor, of course, and the host of the PAS Report. And, uh, Professor, I welcome you back. Could things be more loony and insane than they are right now? What was your reaction when you heard 
the decision by the Colorado State Supreme Court? Well, it's one of those reactions where I keep on hearing the left and the media, Democrats, never Trumpers regurgitate threats to democracy as they're destroying democracy. That that's what was going through my head. I mean, this is a stunning move. Basically, the Supreme Court of Colorado telling the American people and the residents of Colorado that they don't get the chance to decide what candidate they want. It's going to be the bureaucrats that sit on the bench that's going to decide who could run for president and who can. It really is stunning that we're seeing this in over the course of our 230 plus year history that they want to undo the foundation of the United States all because they despise one man so much. And when we look at it, you're talking, you got the civil lawsuit trying to bankrupt him and take his businesses away from him. You got the four criminal indictments and now you got this. So they're throwing everything they can and, and make no mistake about it. All this is happening because the polls show that Donald Trump has now come into the lead. That That's why it's happening. If it showed that Donald Trump was down 20, 30 points from Biden, they wouldn't be doing this to him, but they don't want to take the chance. They don't trust the American people. They show disdain for the American people. And so the, the guardians of democracy will destroy democracy and then rebuild it in what they believe democracy is, which is submission. But OK, so so how does that work exactly? Because other courts have said, I mean, over 10, I think, have said, no, you know, no, we're not going to throw them off the ballot. This doesn't work. Um, and three of the four Democrats on that court in Colorado uh, said, no, we're not going to do it. But these four said, yes. Um, do they get pressured? Do they get phone calls? Uh, do you believe? Of course, we don't know. Uh, no, they put a poison pill in this. So if you look, I believe it's on page seven or page eight of the order. If you look, they put a poison pill where, you know, they say that this is going to be appealed to the Supreme Court. So we're going to stay the order until January 4th. The secretary right. of state has to certify that what ballots going out on January 5th. And so if President Trump's team puts in an appeal, which they're definitely going to do to the Supreme Court, they already announced they're going to do it. Then if you actually read the order, it states, well, then the secretary of state will make the ballot go through on uh, January 5th and Trump's name will be on it. And that's the way it's going to be. So they put a poison pill in it. And, and it doesn't matter because I do believe the Supreme Court is going to overturn this decision. I, I believe it will be a unanimous decision with the Supreme Court. But it's just the fact that that even the attempt to do this undermines the entire system. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And you would think, you would think, because um, this can be done uh, to Democrats as well. I mean, if, if this were to, to, to hold, uh, you know, th th what's good for one is good for the other. And with a Supreme Court that's 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 conservative. I mean, I, you know, if 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 they see something happening to one, they, they might let it happen to another. I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying you would think that the president of the United States, when he was asked about this today, uh, would have had a different answer. I want to play that again for you. We played it earlier. This is 251. self-evident you saw it all now whether the 14th amendment applies or let the court make that decision but he certainly supported an insurrection and no question about it none zero and uh he seems to be doubling down on about everything anyway anyway what do you think of his answer well, I look at it, it's disgraceful. I mean, as president of the United States, you know, this is the president that talked about unity, but it's anything but unity. The The reality is, you know, the idea that this was an insurrection is actually laughable. First of all, it was a, it was a riot. 
I think most people will acknowledge that, but not a single person. So I think there have been what, 800 arrests, 900 arrests, maybe even more, might be over a thousand at this point. Not a single one has been charged with insurrection. So here you have four judges stating that we're going to label it an insurrection, even though not a single person has been charged with an insurrection, including President Trump himself through the Jack Smith uh, uh, special counsel. So the whole thing is ridiculous. And you said something that's important before. You said, you know, the Democrats, how short-sighted are they that they don't see that this could be turned against them? Because Republicans are already talking about, well, if you do it to our candidate, we're going to start doing it to your candidate. They didn't learn their lesson after Harry Reid, the Senate Majority Leader, got rid of the filibuster for just uh, judges. Harry Reid was very short-sighted. He didn't realize that whatever one party does when they're in power, the other party is going to do it once they get into power. And they may push it the envelope even further. So this is a very dangerous road. But remember, these guardians of democracy, the self-anointed guardians of democracy, They're the ones that are pushing us to authoritarianism. And it's clear. Just look at all their actions, whether it's spying on the American people, whether it's trying to silence and censor the American people throughout the COVID restrictions, telling people that they have to stay in their homes, kids can't go to schools, what businesses are essential, which ones aren't. You have the president of the United States telling the American people his patience is wearing thin with them. And he declares nearly half the country the biggest threat to the republic since our founding. I mean, so you see where this is going, and it's a very dangerous road. I don't know how many people are are students of history, but when you're a student of history, people don't realize that free countries could devolve into authoritarian societies fairly quickly. It only takes a couple of years. It takes much longer for an authoritarian society to to become a free society once again. Yeah, we're talking to Professor Nicholas Giordano here on the Steve Malzberg Show. Let's talk about insurrection. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who I don't usually quote, nonetheless, um, she said that uh, she wants uh, the um, the activists who uh, staged a protest inside the Capitol um, on Tuesday to be sent to what she called the gulag for taking part in an insurrection. We had 60 people calling for a ceasefire uh, in the Israeli-Palestinian uh, uh, war. They were arrested for illegally protesting inside the Capitol Rotunda on Tuesday, and um, they entered the building as tourists and underwent a normal security screening before the protest began. So they came in under false pretenses and then launched into an organized protest uh, in the Capitol Rotunda. Now, you've had people of the all the ones you mentioned that were arrested and none charged with insurrection, people who I mean, some of them deserve to be arrested, obviously, but some, from what I understand, just walked in the open door. I mean, just walked in, didn't do anything. Some uh, didn't even walk in. They were just standing on the lawn and they got the trespassing right, arrest. Right. And they got arrested. So so what should happen? So if that was an insurrection, was this an insurrection by the Palestinian supporters uh, yesterday at the Capitol? Well, Democrats are the ones that control the narrative. So they're going to say, no, that that's not an insurrection. That's peaceful protest. But I mean, remember, these are the same people that were screaming fiery but peaceful protests throughout the summer of love in 2020 when cities were burning down, police stations were being taken over. I mean, it really, the hypocrisy knows no bounds. And again, I'll go back to these four judges. There was no due process. They didn't have a trial. They didn't take any testimonies. There was no cross-examination. It was, okay, we're going to take information that the the January 6th committee pumped out, and we're going to use that as the basis for our decision. Well, that's not the way the justices are supposed to work. That's not the way the rule of law is supposed to work. You're supposed to hear evidence. You're supposed to have cross-examinations. You're supposed to ask questions. And you're supposed to determine whether or not it falls within the Constitution. The, the, the idea that the president took part in an insurrection where it said that his words in the speech he gave, where he said, you know, peacefully and patriotic, walk down to the Capitol building, they said his words aren't protected by free speech and that he incited an insurrection. 
That's downright yeah. dangerous because yeah. I could take anyone's words out of context. What about Maxine Waters when she told people to get in Republican yeah, get spaces, in their faces. And give them Absolutely. Help? What about yep. Nancy or Pelosi when she declared Republicans in Congress as the enemies within? I could and Chuck Schumer, Chuck Schumer, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're, they'll, you know, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. You're um, going to pay a price. You're going to pay a price. And of course, they're not elected. So what price could they pay? They're not going to be they're not going to be voted out of office. So what the hell was he talking about? If not violence? Yeah. Look, and Cory Booker on TV says he his testosterone makes him want when Trump was president makes me want to punch the president uh, in the face. And Joe Biden, when he was running, I want to take him out behind the uh, the shed and beat beat the crap out of him. I mean, it's OK when it works one way. But, you know, the other way. And, and speaking of that, um, let, let me ask you about this that senate staffer the staffer uh who worked for ben cardin the democrat from maryland who f who filmed himself having gay sex very explicitly uh in the chamber the senate chambers empty of course as far as we know uh with <laughs> whoever he was yeah whoever he was having sex with that's not even a news story the networks didn't touch it. Can you freaking imagine for one minute if it was any Republican senator, any Republican senator who had a staffer who did something like that or or what or something less, it would be page one, but they didn't touch it. The Republican would have to step down, even though it wasn't him having the sex. He he would have to step down. That's how, how much the coverage would, would start to beat the Republicans over the head with it. It is truly amazing. I mean, first of all, it, it was disgraceful. It's disgusting. It's an embarrassment to our country that that took place, that the people that work in the United States Senate office uh, believe that that they could go and do something like that, to have anal sex in, in the Senate. It really speaks volumes about how debased our culture has become. That's what I, I, I think it does. It shows that we are on a decline. And unfortunately, the, we're seeing the decline of the great United States from and it's all self-inflicted wounds. It, no other entity, none of our adversaries need to do anything. We're doing a good job at destroying ourselves by actions like this, by, you know, taking away our freedoms, slowly eroding them over a period of time by ushering in this period of authoritarianism. We're doing a really good job of destroying ourselves. So we're doing our adversaries work for them. They want to scream about Russia and China. No, we need to be screaming about the officials that are in charge now. I got one more for you. I want you to listen. <laughs> this is being called like the worst political answer ever. This was Channel 11 in New York, WPIX, and they're interviewing uh, Mayor Eric Adams, um, who once called Yankee Stadium, I, I think it was opening day this or this year, he was on the Yankee Yes Network, and he referred to Yankee Stadium as Yankee Field or Yankee Park, which is like, you've got to be from Mars. Uh, and this guy's a lifelong New Yorker who was a cop, so that blew, blew my mind away. But here he is, and uh, you listen to this. This is cut 263. When you look at the totality of the year, if you had to describe it, and it's tough to do, in one word, what would that word be? And tell me why. Uh, New York. Uh, this is a place where every day you wake up, uh, you could experience everything from a plane crashing into our trade center to a, a person who's celebrating a new business that's open. Uh, this is a very, very complicated city. And that's why it's the greatest city on the globe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why on earth would he bring up 9-11 when, when talking about what you might find in New York City? I, I just want to know after that interview if he's like, wow, I really wish I could take that one back. I mean, you know, <laughs> like the words just left them. Listen, I I'll say this. We all misspeak at times, especially when you're speaking in public quite often. You're always going to misspeak. But I don't know how you that even comes into your head. I, I just don't like when I'm thinking about New York and what makes New York such an interesting place. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, oh, planes crashing into buildings and, you know, and business is opening like they just, uh, you know, it was just bizarre to say the least. Very, I, I very mean, I bizarre. think he has 
bigger problems than than oh, that yeah. misstatement oh, yeah. he made, especially oh, yeah. with the FBI investigating him and everything. Uh, but yeah, that was and that was something that was like, wow. <laughs> Talk yeah, about very not being able to take was, something back. Oh, cringeworthy. It was crazy. All right, so tell people where they could uh, and when and how they could watch the uh, the PAS uh, uh, report, the PAS podcast. Everyone, go to pasreport.com. You can click on any of the episodes there. Go to your favorite podcast platform from there. Some episodes on YouTube and Rumble. pasreport.com or follow me anywhere at pasreport. Nicholas Giordano, have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I look forward to uh, speaking with you again, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Same to you. All right, folks. Nicholas Giordano, very interesting uh, indeed. All right, when we come back, we will uh, continue right here because we have one final segment left in the hour. You know the spiel uh, right here on TNT. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. If by some unimaginable impossibility you're still trying to determine whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, ask yourself the following questions. Did you favor the Baphomet statue being erected at the Iowa State Capitol? Did you enjoy the school board swearing in on a stack of child pornography books? Do you find nothing objectionable about a homosexual sex tape being recorded in a Senate hearing room and posted online? And finally, did you just love the transgender nutcracker down a hallway hideously decorated by Dr. Jill Biden for Christmas at the White House? If the answer to one or more of these questions is yes, you might be a Democrat. In fact, you're definitely a Democrat. As for the rest of us, if you doubted that, in the words of Sarah Huckabee Sanders, this next election is the choice between normal and crazy, wonder no more. Last week said it all. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. She used to dance and dream of a better life, a brighter future. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, she dances for the world. Together, we give children in poverty a chance to set their sights high and achieve their dreams. Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today. When a crisis hits close to home and across the globe, nonprofits are on the front lines ready to serve. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. The demand for charitable services has skyrocketed and nonprofits are rising to meet the needs. Healing. Nurturing rescuing, honoring, protecting, caring, inspiring. The work of philanthropic organizations of all sizes across all missions has never been more important. And it's donors and volunteers like you who make all this possible. Thank you. Together, we change the world. The Nonprofit Alliance. You're listening to the Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, folks, welcome back. Steve Malzberg with you. Um, don't forget, follow me on Twitter at Steve M. Talk or Malzberg Show. I have both of those accounts. Um, Facebook.com slash Steve M. Talk and Instagram is Steve M. Talk. All right, I want you to listen to Scott Jennings. He's a Republican on CNN. He's what passes for a Republican, and sometimes he's pretty good. Um, he's not one of those, you know, self-hating TDS affected Republicans. And uh, here he is. He's on with um, Aaron Burnett, and they're talking about the court decision. And I think you'll find this pretty interesting. This is cut 248. Sort of fits with what the Republican operative told me, that this will supercharge the extremists uh, who believe uh, that democracy is being stolen. So what does this mean for his campaign? Do you anticipate this fundraising email going out being another record? Does this move the needle? And this is more jet fuel for this campaign. Every time he's had an interaction with the legal system, he has seen a boost among Republicans. 
And now, once again, I suspect he'll be blessed with, other than Chris Christie, a bunch of opponents who are going to wind up praising him and defending him tonight, just as they have in the other instances. I think for the biggest sort of liberal Trump haters out there, this is like getting drunk at your office Christmas party. Seemed like a good idea on Friday night. Really going to regret it on Monday morning because this <laughs> validates everything Donald Trump has been trying to tell the American people, which is that there's a whole system at the federal and now state level trying to keep me uh, away from the White House. It's rigged. You know, all the, you know, all the language he uses. Yep. And this will be evidence for those claims. I'm sure we're going to hear it in Iowa tonight. And and uh, boy, this I, I suspect will definitely take the sales out of the Haley boomlet that's uh, supposedly going on right now. He's absolutely correct. Of course, you had some um, on the left today and some hosts asking those on the left to to reinforce what their feelings were. And that is that if this court, you know, if this court uh, decision was upheld by the Supreme Court, and Trump was uh, disqualified from running, you know, that uh, There'd be a terror attacks or this or that. You heard somebody talk about a lone, got to watch out now for a lone wolf attack. I hope that's not true. And I got to tell you, I don't, I don't think it's true. I, I, I don't, I mean, who knows who in a country of 300 million, 50 million people, can I tell you, can anybody tell you what a nut would do or two nuts would do? No, no. But you take January 6th and put it aside. Where have we seen the violence from? Where have we seen the, the protests in the streets with damage and, and violence and, 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 and breaking things and burning things? And where is it coming from? From Trump supporters? From MAGA people? No. No. Now, you, I'm not brushing off January 6th. There were people who deserved to be prosecuted and in jail. But those who just were there, standing there, and did nothing? Some of those are going to jail, from what I understand. That's insane. But, you know, you, and you go down, it's, it's, uh, it's somebody who's standing across the street from an abortion clinic and shouting something at the, uh, at the people going in from across the street. They come up to them and arrest them. But they can't find the people who firebomb pro-life facilities. You know, and Catholics are a threat to this country and parents at board meetings are a threat to this country. And if you protest in front of a Supreme Court justice's home, as long as they're conservative, you don't get arrested, even though it's against the law. So who is it? What is Antifa and, and all these groups that, that, that are out there in the streets? They're MAGA people? No, no, no. Okay, grow up, everybody. All right, God willing, tomorrow we'll do it again. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. Uh, Jason Olborn is next, of course. So keep it where it is. Tomorrow again, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on TNT.